From Riverside Health System, this is the Healthy You Podcast, where we talk about a range of health-related topics focused on improving your physical and mental health. We chat with our providers, team members, patients, and caregivers to learn more about how to maintain a healthy lifestyle and improve overall physical and mental health. So let's dive into learn more about becoming a healthier you. excited to have with me today Dr. John Barley. Uh, Dr. Barley is fellowship trained in sports medicine and is a physician at Riverside Health System in Orthopedics. Hi Dr. Barley. How are you? Thank you so much for having me Frankie. Great, great. Happy New Year. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Uh, We're going to be talking about sports medicine for the weekend warrior, uh, which I have some background in. Um, I'm a former athlete. And in high school, and um, for some reason, no matter how old I get, I still think I can keep up with that same pace and competitiveness, and always get hurt. So I'm really excited to hear your viewpoint on this concept and um, what you think about that. So, well, I'm looking forward to this conversation. Uh, being a former athlete myself, I I, I kind of know what this is like. What what sports did you play? Um, I actually started running track for high school in the eighth grade. Okay. By 10th grade, I had broken like six school records. I anchored the mile relay, 440 relay. I did the open 400 meter dash, 400 meter hurdles, 100 meter dash, 220. I was literally the track team. I was going to say, you're, you're just the, the one the one person team right there. Huh? Yeah. But if you paid me a million dollars to run right now, you'd have to call an ambulance. I'd probably cardiac arrest. I, I completely understand that. If you see me running, there's a problem. I will say that. <laughs> but every, you know, I still have that competitive spirit. So I've joined like these, you know, high fitness gyms and I always get injured and I know it's because I'm not really prepared. Um, and so in my mind, I think I can keep up, but my body is no longer what it used to be, nor have I done the work to prepare prior to going out and doing an intensive workout. Yeah, and I, I, I will say that I think that's the biggest thing that I find when I see patients that come in and describe similar things to yourself. Right. Um, is that it, it is. It, when you're in a competitive nature, it, it, you want to compete. You want to be the best you can be. Right. Um, but when you're playing on a team, you're forced to do things. Right. You're forced to train. Right. Uh, and in a good way I describe to patients is there's a there's the season, but there's a preseason. Mm-hmm. And so when you're forced to have a preseason, it's a lot easier to get ready to <laughs> right. go. Okay? Right, right. <laughs> but when you have day-to-day, uh, whether you have a family, whether you're by yourself, a job, it, it all gets in the way. Right. Um, and so trying to carve out that time becomes a lot more difficult. And, that, and that's why we get into this kind of realm of what we call a weekend warrior right uh is that thought process that well the only time i can go out and do something is those two days a week right Uh, right and 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 we do see a lot more injuries uh and a lot more overuse uh or injuries just from not being prepared like you're describing right right Uh, so for someone who has limited time you know some of the things early on i remember being an athlete it was all important to warm up and stretch so any feedback or suggestions around things that you can do to prepare 
just to make sure that you don't injure yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, let, let's go back. Let's let's first define a weekend warrior. So, okay. I, mean, I think our yes. listeners will understand yes. it a little bit better. Yes. But I mean, so weekend warrior is somebody who is only going to be exercising, really bulking all their exercise into those two days right. of, of Saturday and Sunday. Right. Uh, it can be other days of the week. Right. We define it as the the typical thought of like, let's do it on those two days. Right. Um, the, the recommended amount of exercise you're supposed to get per week is about 150 minutes of moderate intensity exercise and about 75 minutes or 75 minutes of vigorous. Okay. okay? Um, and then the newest recommendations are actually to throw some strength training into that at least two days a week as well. And okay. that, that's, that's the recommendations from the CDC. Right. Now, what happens is for a weekend warrior, it's kind of bunching all of that time into two days. Okay. okay? And that's, I think, where we where you can get into problems. Right. And so the, the other one is, and I actually had to look this up <laughs> earlier this week because I'm like, okay, what's what's low, moderate, <laughs> right, and vigorous? Right. I'm like, because for, for everybody, it's different. I mean, for right. me, I mean... Vigorous is pretty pretty hard going at it, but um, they actually recommend they, the, the the thoughts on it where they categorize is, is just kind of your normal walk around the neighborhood where and they they described it as where you can walk and talk to somebody but you can't sing. Okay, that's kind of okay. that moderate that's level good. of that's activity. Helpful. That's okay? really helpful. And so that that's that 150 minutes. Okay. If you can get that in. That's the thought process behind it. Now, vigorous is where you're going to be jogging, running, and you really can't keep a conversation going without stopping to right, breathe. Right. Okay. And so I think that that's that thought process of, okay, where are we just finding the amount of exercise we're talking about right. and where to put it. Right. Um, with weekend warriors, it's, it, what we find is that, that that level goes into the weekend. Right. And you're going uh, 150 minutes is quite a long time if right. you think about it. Right. Um, or 75 minutes of vigorous. Um, and I will say being a former athlete, just right. like I said, right. trying to define what that was <laughs> is difficult for myself. Right. And this is what I do every day. Uh, so, so vigorous becomes people go out there and are taking these high intensity interval classes uh, and uh, doing CrossFit. And I think these are all very beneficial if right. done in the right way. Right. But I think it's also learning how to make sure we take our time into building up into that right. is where I see a lot of the injuries occur. Right. That's 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 very helpful. Great information. I know for me I've had to balance things differently because obviously I'm a weekend warrior as, as well. I have more time on the weekend, but I've found that there's things that I can do during the week uh, when I'm watching TV, whether it's throwing in a couple squats or even just turning on the music and dancing around for a little bit and just, you know, staying agile. So I don't think it always has to be so complex, yeah. you know, to get to get some time in. So yeah, absolutely. that's great agree. information. So Dr. Bali, talk to me a little bit about why you decided to go into sports medicine. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a good question. I, I I, I feel like I, I, I've had to answer this a lot throughout the years, uh, and, and I and I try to keep my answer similar because I never want to have to be like, hey, right. you said that differently before. Yes. <laughs> um, well, so like I said, I was a former athlete myself. Right. Um, I played uh, I played every sport in okay. in high school and growing up. Okay. Uh, really specialized in baseball and football. Okay. Uh, once I kind of got to the, the the junior senior years right. of right. high school, I ran track as well, but that was more just to stay, stay in shape. Training. Yeah. 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 Um, and then decided football was my sport right. and my passion. And so I, I ended up getting a, a scholarship to play football in college and okay. played at Liberty University. Okay. Okay. Um, and, and that really kind of drove 
drove a Go lot Liberty. more of it. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, and, and that's, that's kind of where it took me. Uh, right. and, and then it was kind of, do I want to do physical therapy? I knew I wanted to be in the realm of medicine in some, some right. fashion. Uh, and, and at first I thought physical therapy was where I was going to go. Um, but I had a couple pretty influential right. experiences, especially with injuries from myself. Right. Uh, I, I dislocated my shoulder, had to have surgery. Oh. Uh, I, I had uh, some injuries. I had an injury to my eye uh, right. later on in my, my career, actually life bef before I kind of got out of college. Right. Right. Uh, and some other things that kind of drove me into meeting physicians right. and, and seeing that interaction. And that, that really drove me into medicine. Okay. And then once I was in medicine, it was like, okay, where do we go from here? And, and, right. and I felt like every time I had another interest, Right. Yeah, I always kind of got pulled back to athletics. Okay. And so once I realized that I could do this specialty in, in, in what we call primary care sports medicine, right. um, it, it, it was just it clicked. Right. Uh, and, and for me, I like being able to develop relationships with people. Um, and, and what I do allows that. Uh, I'm the, I get to be a team physician, mm -hmm. um, which means that I interact not just with coaches, uh, right. but my athletic trainers, administrators, players, yeah. uh, and, and we get to build this team perspective. Mm -hmm. and, and that for me is kind of my mantra of like what we want to do going forward with anything we do right. is working as a team and how, how we can better ourselves. Right. Right. Um, and so I've, I kind of lucked into it and I will say it's, uh, I've, I've never looked back and, and don't appreciate all the, the help I've had to get here. Right. Uh, and it, it's a great, great thing to do right. every day. Right. And it, it keeps you tied to the yeah. sports that you so loved early on yes. uh, in your, in your college career and even high school. Right? Absolutely. And, and, and now having four kids, uh, I mean, I have three boys and a girl and, uh, I, I tag, they tag along with me and I, they're on the sidelines of games and, uh, I get to watch them grow and, <laughs> and, and they're seeing what I do. And, yeah. uh, even watching the, even watching games, they, they, they turn to me and I'm not watching the game and right. dad, they're like, dad, uh, so-and-so uh, just tore his ACL. And I'm like, wait, how did you know that? So, so it is, it's interesting that way. Absolutely. Yeah. And then just, you know, obviously all of us don't end up, um, going pro or professional, but the life lessons you learn from sports. Uh, the motivation and the teamwork are, are just hands down things that you can't recreate. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yeah. How, how has it helped you in your career? Um, it's helped me a lot being a system chief nursing officer. You know, I have a lot of people on my team. And so um, you have to be able to rally the team and motivate them. And I use a lot of the techniques my coach did to kind of get you out there and believe in yourself and you can do it and fake it till you make it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I use a lot of those techniques to Absolutely. motivate people. Absolutely. And I mean, and it's, it, yeah. we do the same thing every yeah. day. Yeah. I mean, whether it's with our athletic trainers, um, I, I mean, our team at Riverside here uh, with our sports medicine team and it, as it's growing, we do the same thing. And that's, yeah. that's what we say just like you. I mean, yeah. when, when you come in and interview with us, we say the exact same thing. This is the team and we're going to work as a team. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And you have to really be the change that you seek yeah. um, um, to build the trust yeah. of, of your team Absolutely. and be that role model. So great, great there. Can you provide a high level overview of what sports medicine entails, the type of patients you see? And you talked a little bit about that, but go a little bit more in depth, maybe. Yeah. I, so I, I think we can go on two levels with that. I mean, I'll start more with like what sports medicine is and, and the patients that we see here at Riverside. And then I'll kind of go over like what our program looks right. like and how that all incorporates. Right. Um, I mean, sports medicine is this kind of like evolving area, I will say. Um, and it's been it's been around for years. I think as athletics have grown, right. there's been more of that that kind of niche area yes, for yes. it. 
Uh, and at first it was kind of looked at as that. And right. now it's kind of like, okay, the answer always is like, who, the question I get is, is who, who should you see? Who right. do you see? Right. Uh, and it can be a lot of different ways to look at this. I know some providers who specialize in just the geriatric population in sports medicine. I know some who are just pediatricians who are just doing that. Right. Um, you can have uh, the Paralympians. You can have so I, I think sports medicine is very broad, right. and it can be created into what what you want it to be. In in what we do here, and the the patients that I see. Uh, it's a mix. I, I'm gonna. I see down to kids, right. um, all the way up through that kind of school age into college, and then the weekend warriors like right. we talk about, right. as well as the the geriatric population. But more as as the the older population as they continue to want to be physically active. Right. I mean, and and that's my goal. No matter where along that spectrum you fall, is is our mantra here is like keeping you in the game. But right. really it's, for me, it's keeping you active and, and finding out where that is you want to be and going along with that. Um, and so from the, like the higher realm of what our program looks like, um, we have a, a very broad, we're, we're a very diverse group in terms of, of all the specialties we have. I mean, in terms of our orthopedic and sports medicine specialists, uh, myself and two other of my colleagues, Dr. Fleming and Dr. John Matorio, are both primary care sports medicine doctors. Right. Um, Dr. Fleming is a family medicine doctor like myself. Right. Uh, Dr. John Matorio is a, a physical, medic, uh, physical medicine and rehabilitation physician. Right. Um, and, and, and we do that primary care sports medicine. Okay. Uh, Dr. Kling, Scott Kling, is our orthopedic surgeon who specializes in sports medicine. He did a fellowship in that. Okay. Um, and so that's our kind of the main physician team. Right. But we also at Riverside Orthopedics have uh, foot and ankle, hand, total joint. And so we have the full spectrum. Okay. And so that it kind of mixes all of that together. We also have a large group of athletic trainers that I've been helping okay. to grow. I was going to ask about yeah, that. Yeah, and that's that for us has been, I, I think, the, the biggest two areas of growth for us outside of the physician side is really with our athletic trainers right. um, and, and our physical therapy department. Yes, yes. And we're seeing some tremendous growth in those areas and want to continue that. Yeah. Our, our, our athletic trainers are kind of that lifeblood of sports medicine. Right. They're the ones who are on the field. I mean, I can't be at every game. Right, okay? right. But they but can they funnel can. stuff to you, they right? Can. Okay. When appropriate. Exactly. Yes. And that's and for me, that's the most important part is, is getting getting to the, the patient when they need it most right. because I mean as a, as a parent I mean luckily I do what I do so I know if there's an injury right. I can I can manage it but right. I, I mean I've seen those parents when their their son or daughter get hurt and they look at me like what do we do right. and being able to say hey we're here for you just call this number and get in with us, um, right. and and we we get our athletes in same day next day. Yes. Um, we actually have a hotline number that they can call. Good, um, good. The, the, our sports hotline number is a seven five seven five three four six seven six seven, and we right. can we can post that yes. and everything. Uh, but that goes right to our athletic trainer who handles those calls and and will get people scheduled same day next day right. with us. Um, and, and we have contracts that we've been growing. Uh, we have a contract 
with uh, James City County Middle Schools. Uh, so we're the, we provide athletic trainers to them and, and we're the medical director for that part. Mm-hmm. Um, we are the medical director at Newport News City Schools. Yes. Um, I do that myself uh, along with uh, some of my other colleagues who help me with that. Uh, I'm the uh, team physician at Christopher Newport okay. University. Yes. Um, and so we take care of that school as yes. well. Yes. Uh, I've, I've partnered with some of the other colleges in the area to help provide services uh, and, and we're continuing to expand. Uh, and, and so the, the more growth we can do, I, my goal is to bring good quality sports medicine that is up to date, right. that we're, we're practicing uh, up to date medicine yeah. for the area is, is what we want to do. Yeah. Um, and that's really been beneficial. Yeah. I know as a mother, uh, myself, a son grew up playing football. It was really comforting knowing that I had those athletic trainers out on the field. He had a broken wrist. They keep the parent calm. They also make sure they hydrate and that things are being done safely. They'll insert themselves and then funnel, you know, um, those students where they need to be. So um, I really applaud Riverside's commitment to being out in the community and providing that service. Thank Um, you. Yeah, it's it's been something I've been really uh, passionate about doing for them. All right, we've already talked a lot about the Weekend Warrior. You explained that so explicitly. Anything, anything else you think we should address or um, uh, with the group today? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the big thing with the Weekend Warrior is really kind of with that population. I mean, I fall into it, so trust me. I, I know I, over, the, <laughs> over this past weekend, I was playing soccer with my kids in the backyard and yeah. went to take a shot, and like my hamstring uh, tweaked a little bit. So, I mean, little things like that are going to happen. I, I think the big things are if you're going to start. Hey, this is the new year. Right. It, you know, there's a lot of people that are going to be getting out there to start a new exercise program. Right. So we're going to have a lot more weekend warriors out there over the next month, right. and hopefully they stick with that uh, that that program long term. Um, but number one would be if you're going to become the thought process of exercising like that and, and the weekend warrior is a start slow. Okay. okay. Uh, and build, okay. Uh, like going from nothing to running <laughs> is not the best choice in the world. Right. Okay. Right. Uh, let, let's go, let's, let's slowly build up. Uh, number two is, 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 is start a plan and have a, have a thought process of, of what your goal is long term mm-hmm. and build to that goal. Because a lot of people will say, well, I want to be, I want to run, I want to run a marathon this year. Okay. Well, that's great. But how do we get there? And and that's where, I mean, in sports medicine, that's where we can help you. We can provide that. I mean, I I tell my athletic trainers all the time, I see people when they're hurt, but I would love to see people when they just want to come in and say, how the heck do I get from here to there? Um, And that, that would be a great day. Um, But yeah, I mean, really putting together a plan to build that up. Um, if you're exercising and you're that weekend warrior who's been doing this for a while and that's the only time you can exercise and train and do all this, make sure that you're trying to stretch Mm. appropriately, Mm -hmm. a good warm-up, a good cool-down, you're hydrating appropriately, you're sleeping well, all this goes into it, your nutrition's in a good way. Um, and, and for me, I mean, my goal would be to get people to move from the weekend warrior to kind of more routine <laughs> right. exercise. I mean, you even said it yourself that like sometimes even just you finding those 20 minutes in your day, right? I mean, we all do it. I mean, I wake up too early in the morning cause I like to just be up, but I sit around and I'm like, man, that's another 30 minutes. I probably could have just gotten on an exercise bike and rode a little bit. Absolutely. And so finding that little bit of time of throwing that in there of and that's going to help build so that when you are doing the more vigorous activity on the weekends, you have a better base to build from. Right. And right. so I think 
all of that in combination, I think will will make it so you stay out of our office. <laughs> right. Okay. Yes. Uh, but I, I also think that when you start seeing problems, it's one thing to say, "Hey, I'm going to use a little ice. I'm going to use a little heat. I might right. use some over-the-counter Motrin, those types right. of medications, or things like that." That you see a lot of people try. But if it starts becoming more routine and every time you're doing it or it's starting to affect your daily activity, that's when you really need to call and make an appointment with us and get in and and get someone to evaluate it. It doesn't always have to be a physician, even just a, I mean, a Dr. Google isn't always the best (laughs) choice, I will say. Right. Um, But I mean, just getting getting some eyes on that to get ahead of the game because so many people will see us. Right. And they're like, it's been going on for six months. And I said, well. Yes. We could fix it, but next time, come earlier. (laughs) That's good feedback. Are there some injuries that are more prevalent, um, especially for the weekend warriors, but in general? Yeah, I mean, especially the the, the new to exercise and the weekend warrior type population, you're going to see a lot more of those kind of acute overuse type situations. So you'll get hamstring strains, you'll Mm -hmm. get shoulder injuries, you'll get ankle sprains. Uh, Plantar fasciitis is a common one. Wrist tendonitis, depending on what it is. You'll get people who, I want to play more tennis this year, and all of a sudden come in with tennis elbow. So I think it's more of those injuries where when you're not doing things often and it becomes an overuse issue quickly because you're not prepared for it. Right that's what we see a lot more. Occasionally, you're going to see the, hey, I tore my ACL, right, right, okay? Right. But that's a freak injury okay. most of the time. That's not going to be the basis of what we see from the weekend warrior. Okay. So that's it. it and that's general. I mean, it, you're going to see the bigger injuries, which hopefully you don't get, <laughs> right. okay? Uh, but these, these overuse injuries are much more common. And, and, and those are the ones, I will say, that become more chronic because – Hey, you, you either A, it stops you from exercising right. because you're like, well, I got hurt. I'm going to quit, right. which I don't want them to do. Right. Okay. Or B, I'm just going to push through it and it gets worse yeah. and then you develop something else. Yeah. And I think that's where making sure we address it earlier yes. would be more beneficial. Yes. I know for me, I have to, I already know that I have to do the modifications uh, because of the repetitive bouncing or whatever is going to aggravate um, my knees. Yeah just from long-term pounding on them yeah, over time. So. Absolutely. And, and that's, that's the other thing is, is that's a very good point you brought up is, is really modification if right. you need to, right. like knowing your limits, it's, right. it's, it's everybody can exercise, right. but, but just because the person in the video that you decided to do, which I love, right. But because they're contorting themselves in this weird position or they're going right. to do 25 reps, kind of say, Hey, today I could do 10 and my (laughs) goal is to build up to that 25, but you don't always have to do that. And and that's, it's a very important thing to learn. And as humans, I don't think we're very good at it. (laughs) Let's just say that. Right. right. (laughs) And I know for me, as we're getting older, what I need to modify increases. And so just understanding that, that I'm, I'm not going to be the same person that I was when I was younger and not going to have the same resiliency and bounce back. Absolutely. That's the exact word I was going to use is resiliency. Is that, I mean, everybody, everybody has a reserve when you're 18, that reserve is a lot higher. Right. Where when you're, as you age, the resiliency, the, that, that amount that you can recover from quickly goes down and the work you have to put in increases Uh, and, and, and it increases. The hard part about it is 
it's always you want to look at the balance between input and output okay yes. but like as you get older to get the same output you have to put a lot more input into <laughs> absolutely. it and that's that's the more that's absolutely. more tough thing to get into another thing for me is my weight yes. um so as as you get heavier um it impacts my joints differently yeah. um, when i exercise absolutely and that's i mean in terms of where you are that's really a good way to look at things in terms of just taking that 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 five second broad picture right. exam of like where am I where am I at in life and, and going back to that goal setting yeah. is is what's the goal because if your goal is like hey I want to lose weight then going out and just running right probably isn't the right choice for you right it it, it we can we you can come in and work on a exercise plan or, a, or and, and lose weight in a lot better ways and save your joints right. than just saying like, I'm going to run. Yes. Um, and so I think going back to that goal setting of, of, Hey, uh, this is where I want to be. And that's why in sports medicine, which, which is difficult is that one moment I'll be seeing, uh, an Olympic athlete. Right. And the next moment I'm seeing <laughs> somebody who's coming in with osteoarthritis and knee pain, but wants to be at the gym and exercising. Right. And so balancing your knowledge and your ability to shift of like the conversations are two totally different things with right. that group. Right. But making sure you can become focused on what their goals are. Right. And, and so like, like you said, it is as we age, the, the changes in our body occur that will create these, these settings where it becomes more difficult right. to do the same thing. Right. Yeah. Great information. Great information. Um, Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. Um, any questions for me? Well, I know. I mean, I, I really appreciate the time uh, to, to be on the podcast and, and just try to get the, the word out there. I mean, we're coming yes. into 20, 2023 now. Yes. We're here. Yes. Uh, it's upon us. Uh, I mean, I think that we're seeing more and more people really getting involved in health. Um, I, I think all of the apps, all of the the bands that you yes. can use, I, I think all of this stuff creates a great resource. Mm -hmm. I think it's very confusing sometimes of like, what's the best option for me? Right. And and sometimes just seeing somebody who knows, yes. whether it's whether it's a sports medicine specialist, uh, uh, whether it's your family medicine doctor, right. it can start at that level. Just start the conversation yes. of, of how to be a better person. And, and in sports medicine, that for me is my, my biggest goal for a patient right. is how can I help them achieve their goal long term? Yeah. And I mean, hopefully that even somebody can gleam a little bit of information out of what we talked about today would be a huge step in the right direction. Dr. Barley, thank you so much for your time, your commitment, your dedication, and all the work that your team is doing. Well, thank you so community. much. Thank you so much. And, and like I said, if, if anybody would like more information, you can find us online at Riverside uh, on the website at Sports Medicine and Orthopedics. Um, if you want to schedule an appointment with us, again, it can be done online or through that hotline number. You can call our ortho office as well, or you can call the hotline number, uh, which is 757-534-6767. If any organizations in the community are interested in more information about athletic training services, sports physical therapy, or physician coverage and, and other uh, other things that we do as physicians, please don't hesitate to call um, and, and, and we would love to partner with everybody. So please let us know. Yes. As a weekend warrior myself, it's good to know, um, who to reach out to, um, if you, if you need support. So I'm going to try to 
make you proud and not have anything go on and use some of the tips that you've shared today to prepare myself, try to get more activity in during the week and not so much on the weekend, modify and just um, try to stay safe. Perfect. Well, I appreciate it. But if anything happens, you know where to go. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Healthy You. We're so glad you were able to join us today and learn more about this topic. If you would like to explore more, go to RiversideOnline.com.